so alright I should do a segment huh? kind of introduce the why we're doing this yeah should I, should I show my nipples I got one <laughs> I think that would kick me off of YouTube if we did oh that. son of a bitch yeah we don't want to do that alright so we are here um well actually I'm here you're there because you know coronavirus yeah, we are technology. Doing, <laughs> we're doing, um, I guess, a new segue for film noobs, where we talk shit from our own houses, um, instead of being in the studio or anywhere else. We brought back Jonathan. Jonathan, hi. Hi. You know, from Movie Mac Reviews, because nobody else would answer me, and pretty much nobody's willing to entertain the fact of doing movie reviews or anything really outside their little comfort zone. So thank you for actually answering my email and willing to come on this uh, podcast, video cast, whatever. I, I sit it. by the phone and the computer patiently waiting for somebody to contact me. And <laughs> every six to eight months, somebody does. Once it was a telemarketer and I tried to make a friend and they haven't called me since. I feel like maybe they don't like me. <laughs> I, maybe I should try that then. Try to plead for their friendship. I don't know. I can get kind of weird on text messages. I once, I once, I, I put this one up on, on Facebook actually when I was down there doing Serial Rabbit 5. Yeah. And I, I sent a message to the director, Brett Mauser, about I was dressed in costume to do like, you know, the, the, the photos that go on the back of the DVD. And yeah. I told him I got that little red number with the buttons he likes. And he was like, I, Congratulations. I have no idea how to respond to this. <laughs> it was my costume, was dead fucker, but it was yeah. a red button up shirt. And I just I blew his fucking mind with that. And they were like, that was just, that was the fucking, that was the tip of the goddamn snowflake at the top of the iceberg. You really want me to go full bore? Because it is, well, I don't know when this will actually go up, but on the 12th of April, I guess that's Easter. I don't celebrate the holiday, but I think is that's it, when it is. Is it the 12th? Yeah, well, the on the 12th, for Easter anyway, they're going to be live streaming Sierra Rabbit 5 on YouTube and there'll be a, apparently there's a chat, like an old school chat room where you just type to type to type and talk to each other. Like my right after the video on, um, on YouTube. I don't know where they ever originated. I, I knew to this thing called the World Wide web, <laughs> but we're going to be doing that. It's going to be, well, Brett will be there. I know he'll be there. I plan yeah. to be there. I'll be there. Um, you're going to be there. Yeah. And Liz McCullough said she would be there. She's from the, for people that have seen the movie, she's from the scene where she gets her skull chiseled out of her head and the guy does Hamlet with it. Yeah. That's her. But that, that's, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to see how obscure and, and obscene, that's the word I'm looking for, obscene everybody gets. I mean, I can get pretty nasty. I just, in text form, a lot of stuff doesn't translate. No, it doesn't. It's, it's awkward trying to figure out how to read somebody's text message, especially coming from you. They, they, I don't know. But you didn't you didn't understand what that was with the thing and the thing coming out of the thing because that was thing supposed thing. to that was supposed to be my penis. Yeah, uh, but it was so short. It was like you know. Well, it's 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 so it can fit on your screen. Obviously, uh, I, uh, I zoomed uh, okay. out. That that that's what threw me off the size difference yeah. in the screen. It looks like minuscule, like. Well, it is. It's just you know, with microscopes today, we can we can we can see an atom. <laughs> I mean, 
We can though. I saw that picture online because I'm a fucking nerd. I I was blown away. I was like, is that that's actually that's actually just an atom that I'm looking at. That's fucking amazing. That's a little bit of nerd stuff right there, not obscene joke humor stuff. Let's get back to that. All right. <laughs> let's get back to obscene stuff. Yeah. You said April twelfth on YouTube. Yes. And I know you had posted it on your Facebook, um, the link for um, the, I guess, watch party, they call it? Um, I think watch party is when it's on you, Facebook, the live stream. I might be not be using the right term, but it's it's on YouTube. The Not So Sane Entertainment page is going to put it up in like, I want to say a week. Maybe maybe a couple. Of, it's going to be a week before the event. They'll put we'll, it up we'll there. Link, yeah, we'll find out and we'll put a link on this podcast because hopefully, um, if all goes well and I figure out how to load it and whatnot, it'll go up tonight, and we'll we'll link it then. Yeah, I just I really want people to see the movie, not so much because I'm in it. I don't get money for this. I don't think really anybody does. I don't even think Brett gets more than five cent. What you guys said, like five cent for every hour watched. Yeah. On for every YouTube. hour, yeah. For every it's, hour watched, um, it's a cumulative hour. So if I watch like three minutes of it and you watch three minutes of it, we have to kind of wait for somebody to be dumb enough to watch the rest of the 40 some odd minutes or 58 some odd minutes before we get paid those four cents. The sentence doesn't really work with, with low riders. Wasn't that only like 56 minutes or something yeah. like that? So it's not so even really a full sucks. hour. Nope. It sucks for us. Cause yeah, we got to get at least three people to watch the full movie. <laughs> Cause most people only watch it for like 20 minutes. They get bored after that. You know, that really irritates me. Cause there's, um, I mean, like, I, I don't know if you can, you can't really see my shirt, but I love the mystery science theater. 3000. Yeah. I think I talked about it last time when I was down there and there's um, a group on the Facebook as there is for damn near everything. Yeah. But they, the only thing that the people in that group really do is they'll find a, an obscure movie like Lowriders or the Velocipaster. I talked, I did a review of that. I love that movie, but they'll find stuff like that. And they'll say, look, this, this is low budget. It's really stupid. We should rip it apart. Did you even try to watch it? Or did you just see a movie that was starring people you never heard of from a company you never heard of and said, it must be bad. Therefore, I'll make a joke about it for likes on Facebook. Meanwhile, yeah. somebody probably worked years of their life on it and you're going to rip it apart because it doesn't have Hugh Jackman or a $200 million budget. Nope. I mean, honestly, I would say go fuck yourself. But the, I mean, it's Facebook and well, they probably wouldn't even see it anyway. And if it was in person, they wouldn't give a shit anyhow. Yeah. Either that or you end up in Facebook jail. I've never been in Facebook jail, and goddamn it, I've tried. You've tried? <laughs> I've tried so fucking hard, short of actually telling somebody to kill themselves, which I feel like that maybe that's a step too far. But <laughs> insulting their level of intelligence with incredibly obscene language, maybe questioning their sexual preferences. This is the kind of stuff I feel like should put me in Facebook jail. You know what you need to do? You need to show your nipple. Just the one, though. I've only just, got the just one. Just the one. Yeah. See, I got three, so I got an extra one. I could maybe donate one to you. Yeah, just kind of shave it off, put it in the post, send it up here. Make cool. sure to pack it in nice. Yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> so what? Um, all right. So you've started the new season of Movie Back Reviews, right? We are in season. What's all this wee shit? Like I got multiple voices. Uh, I have started season six, and this season I've started doing something a little different. I feel like I did talk about this last time I was down there. Um, I started doing franchises. 
So yeah, every oh no, you mentioned that you were going to start doing it, hmm. and because we were, you had just finished uh, the previous season. You were taking a little bit of break because you were on vacation. You were down here, um, and you were you have a ghost back there. No, I've got um, the Innocent Saga season two playing on my the TV oh, okay. that I watch the movies I want to do the reviews. It's playing back there because I was waiting for the call to come in, and I just kind of left it going. Oh, okay. I thought you had a ghost back there. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> rent? Where's the rent? Ghost bucks don't fly, you fucking asshole. No, but like, okay, like I was saying, you were here, and you were pretty much letting us know what you were going to do, but you hadn't started the season yet. Since then, you I think now you're halfway through your 100 movie count. We're at, I'm at like 30 and change because the, when the franchise reviews come up, especially when it's something like The Innocent Saga, that's 15 episodes. I have to watch them online. And man, it might sound a little bit like an excuse, but I'm an old man. I get fucking tired. I go to work slinging steel all day. When I come home, I got to work out because you got to keep up. It, the steel bars are heavy. That fucking yeah. things weigh a lot, and a lot more than you might think, too. And when I get home, also, I live alone. So stuff like laundry and dishes and mowing the lawn back when there was snow on the ground, shoveling the snow, general repair, literally anything that needs to happen around here, I have to do it. Yeah. And then, of course, the reviews, as much as I love doing them and as much as I do appreciate the people that, like, I keep checking the channel now and again, and I'm like, this close to 250 subscribers. Who are these 250 maniacs? <laughs> some of them are probably you guys. Some of them are probably people I'm related to. And the rest are just the people I want to see your movie, to see Brett's movies, to yeah. see Scott's movies, uh, Scott Dunn from Mandeo the Dead. The people I want to see Lowry Brewster's movies, the people that I want to see the next Karando Mitsutaki movie. The, those are the people I want to see it. And I want to move, make these videos for them. But by the time I get all of that other stuff done, it's like eight o'clock at night. I need to be up in six hours. I'm fucking tired. And I just, I can't bring myself to do it. I can't bring myself to sit down and make the quality I need to. I could just throw some bullshit together, but that's not me. I'm not going to half-ass yeah. something. Not only that, but it wouldn't give, it wouldn't service a mini and it wouldn't justify why you're doing it. You know what I mean? It'd be like, dude, you're just wasting your time. You're going through half-ass shit because one, like you said earlier, they are going to diss on the quality of the film mm. or diss on the fact that, oh, it's not a major blockbuster film. And now you're just putting in half-ass time to try to justify these shitty-ass movies in their eyes. Yeah. I mean, like the, the drawings themselves, there's easy, it's stick figures. You know, I just put a little less motion into them, which I've noticed I have been doing lately. And no, I don't know. A little bit, I feel like I could do more, but it gets the message across. But like yeah. I went back before, just today, watching some of my older videos, like from season one, and holy shit, those things are rough. I don't want them to look like that again. And I kind of feel bad because in season one, I purposefully did movies that I knew I liked. Yeah. Because I honestly didn't think it would go for this long. I honestly didn't think I'd make the 600 plus movies. So when I made it to 100 at the end of season one, I was like, I got to do something to commemorate this. And I also should probably pick up the quality a little bit. Yeah. But even when, if I, if I sit down to watch a movie, that's, it's not going to be great. I understand this, this isn't fucking Scorsese. But if I sit down to watch a movie, that's going to be a little rough. 
I'm going to be especially hard on it, not so forgiving and seeing the real passion behind it. If I'm tired, if I'm already aggravated, I had a shit day at work. My workout didn't go so well. Maybe I even hurt myself. That's happened before. Yeah. And I'm going to take it out on the movie. That could be funny if the movie is like oversexed broke suckers from Mars, which for reasons I'll never be able to explain is one of my highest viewed videos. Might have something to do with the comments about fucking a vacuum cleaner. I don't know. <laughs> but then when, there, when there's a movie that's, it's not going to be as well made. Yeah. It's, as far as the technical stuff, like when you made Lowriders, you probably didn't have the best camera in the world, the best lighting, the best actors. I wouldn't have been able to look past that and see the passion behind the story, the, the in-depth details to the world that you build. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to see it. And that's not fair to filmmakers like you. It's not fair to filmmakers like Brett, to John in Tokyo, to other Brett who lives in Wisconsin, so he did Bone Jangles. It wouldn't be fair to them if I couldn't focus and dissect the movie. So sometimes I just had like the thing I've been doing for Innocent Saga. We've yeah. been so busy lately. I, I think I've been working on that for like two weeks. I just put it up yesterday. Really? But I have to take the time. Or it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to respect you guys. There's the guy, I, he goes by AD. I, I believe his name is actually Anthony. He's a Scottish filmmaker. And I honestly, I haven't heard from him in a while, so I'm, I'm a little worried because I probably should check up on him. He's been working on Invasion of the Not Quite Dead for the better part of 13 or 14 years. Oh, wow. And he's, you know, he's been sinking money into it. It's been testing his family. And if that movie came out, and it didn't look like the greatest thing in the world, like visually, technically, it doesn't look like the greatest thing in the world. And people ragged on it. And he's been spending, I mean, well, you have younger children who... He's been working on the movie probably as long as some of them have been alive. Mm. And if somebody's going to shit all over that because it doesn't have a $100 million budget, because it doesn't star an actor that they've heard of, because it doesn't have the best technical stuff to it, lighting and camera work and all that, that's his life wasted. And for a critic to come along and say, well, I really enjoyed the Fast and Furious movies. They were fantastic because they got $200 million to spend on. Now, John Cena and Dwayne Johnson and Jason Cedric, I like these actors and everything, but supremely talented thespians? No. Dwayne Johnson, love the guy. He's got one mode, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. But you can, you can gush over these movies all you want, but as I said in my review of uh, Who Killed Captain Alex? Are you really a great filmmaker if you make a movie like that? Or do you have $250 million to cover your mistakes? Anthony, you, Brett, other Brett, all of you guys, you don't have $200 million to cover up. You had one take to get it right. The actor kind of flubbed the line, but it'll work. You don't have the money to do that. So somebody has to be able to look past all that and see, like when Brett's building the ponderous universe as i'm watching the innocent saga i'm seeing it's all connected the innocent saga the actual films that are not recut and made into the show the white and black uh, the four movies that were in that series even the serial rabbit the second to last worst day this whole world exists and from day one it was planned from the beginning to the end and how exactly you're going to get there 
the shared universe is so intricate and takes so much time and energy to not only write it, but then execute it the way you wanted to. Yeah. Marvel, they make some of the movies are entertaining. I'll I'll confess the first Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, I like them. The rest of the movies, a lot of them you could take them or leave them. But they didn't have the plan in place. They weren't genius filmmakers for making a shared universe. They came up with the idea after the Avengers made a billion dollars. They were like, well, we got to keep doing that. Look at that. Look how much this is so much fucking money. It killed my dog. But then everybody praises them for doing this, where Brett did it with the Ponderous Universe, you know, on the $50 budget he had. The Universal Monsters, Dracula, the original Dracula and Mummy and all that, that was a shared universe. Bruce, Tim, and Andrea Romano made the Justice League, the animated series, Batman, the animated series, Superman, the animated series, Static Shock, Batman Beyond, Justice League Unlimited, and a select few of the movies that came after that, they're all in the same universe. Everybody's done this before. But you have to have all the passion and the energy and the drive and the focus to be able to bring it together. And then somebody somewhere on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, is Tumblr even still a thing anymore? I don't know. They, they shit all over it because you made it for, well, Siri Rabbit 3, I think it was like $300. And it looks like, it looks like it was made for $300. Lowriders looks like it was made for about 50 bucks. Yeah. But there's a story there. There's character. There's an actual attempt to write and, and tell a story to build characters that you're going to like, your, your characters that you're supposed to hate, you're going to hate, not just, here's this plank of wood, she looks great in a two-piece, and uh, she shoots lasers out of her vagina. That, wh- what is that? That I got $250 million, I can make it look like she's flying through space. Great, but she's so fucking boring. Why am I wasting my money on this? I got into a thing with, well, not really a thing. I started a thing on Facebook about this when somebody mentioned that The Rise of Skywalker, that it's a masterpiece, it's fantastic, that it made so much money, therefore it must be great. Well, I enlightened them that you make the money when people buy the ticket, go to the cinema, watch the movie. That doesn't necessarily mean they liked what they saw. And then people started screaming at each other like they do on Facebook because it's the internet and people are garbage. But just because it made money doesn't mean you made something great. You just convinced people to go see it and then you had the money so it didn't matter what they thought. And, you know, movies like that, I think also the fact that one, you have nostalgia and two, you have a base following that regardless of what the film was supposed to be like or whatever, they were going to go to it anyways. Yeah. Like Marvel people or comic book geeks are going to go watch it regardless of because it's a comic book movie. Yeah. I mean, as opposed I mean, to... I, even I'm, I'm going to see all of the Marvel movies eventually. Yeah. I'm just not going to go to the cinema to, th- to see them because too many of them have let me down. But like the Fast and Furious movies, I was, I was calling them dumb before because they are the big dumb action movies, but I will go to the cinema to see a big dumb action movie. Yeah, I made a whole yeah. I made a whole day about it. I made a whole holiday about it going to Big Dumb Movie Day when Hobbs and Shaw came out. Was it a brilliant masterful piece? No, it wasn't. It was <laughs> Dwayne Johnson playing Dwayne Johnson. It was Jason Statham playing Jason Statham. It was funny. It had it had moments, but masterful? No. 
yeah, I bought it on Blu-ray because occasionally I'm going to want to watch a big dumb movie and you don't get much bigger and dumber than a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. The Star Wars, Star Wars is supposed to be a big dumb action movie. It's not. No. And I, I, I'll agree with you on that one. I was, well, we made a whole big thing. Um, I think uh, for our 25th podcast, we actually talked about the fact that most of us, because we're geeks and we're big Star Wars fans, as you can see with the posters. What? Behind no, us. I didn't. I didn't ah, know it was at all. <laughs> it, to, to us, it was a disappointment. And you could call it fan service because it was a lot of fan service. But at the same time, I don't think it was well worth fan service. You know what I mean? It wasn't to where I would go see it over and over and over again like I do with the original uh, trilogy. Because those, I sit there and I watch them over and over and over again. And each time, I'm like... Uh, the little David still comes out. I was like, oh, yes. You know, with his new ones, I was like, eh, I'll watch him. I got the collection. I got the Blu-rays and everything. But because I'm a Star Wars fan, not because I really enjoyed them. You know what I mean? So, but anyway. I think you really should see a doctor about the fact that your your penis just has a voice and apparently little tiny fists. This isn't <laughs> normal. This is not normal. <laughs> I put little I put the little hands on it so I don't look weird talking to it. You, that way it has you put animation. you put little fists <laughs> on your penis so that you wouldn't look weird. Yeah. I just want you to know that your efforts have failed. You look no, weird. It, it makes perfect sense. And you gotta that stop works. showing it to random people. In my world it makes perfect sense. And plus you 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 said you liked the pictures when I sent them to you, that Christmas card. I did. I did. It was great with the little thing because you open it and then it pops up. That was great. Nice touch right there. The music, La Cucaracha, really? Come on now. He's Mexican. He He is, but I mean, that's kind of cliche. He is what he is, you know? Why are we talking about your penis? Uh, Because you brought it up. (laughs) Ah, I did. (laughs) All right, so quarantine shit. Um, What's some of the stuff or some of the movies, series? you've been watching or you want to well, watch i haven't been recommend. quarantined but i i did uh just recently because i got to i got to go grocery shopping i know everybody else is panic buying stuff but eventually us normal people do run out of shit but i found the witch the south korean movie it's i honestly don't know what the fuck it's about but i see commercials for it all the time on youtube and it looks fucking insane and i bought Takashi Miike's First Love. Because that guy makes some... His movies are either what the holy fuck went into, into making this or they're actually fairly entertaining. He did uh, The Happiness of the Katakuris, which is a film I covered Christ season one, way back when. And he made the... Um, I think I got the full title. It's, I think it's just called Izo. I-Z-O. I don't I don't quite recall. I never I never covered that one, but it's a uh, time traveling samurai. And nice. it's a, it's not a movie that I think was the greatest thing ever, but I mean it's it's Takashi Miike. It's going to be fucking weird. Yeah. I recently started watching the Ultraman series and only because I uh, found uh, which an one, Amazon though? channel. Huh? Which one? Cuz that's like Power Rangers. It's it's there's well not Power Rangers but Super Sentai. There's a lot of them. I'm trying to find it. Sick little David on it. Uh, he he got it. He did too. This one, it was uh Ultraman. He, he. 
Oh, um, fuck. I don't know. I just know there's many, many more. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because I got, I got like what is the original one in a steelbook yeah. version. I haven't actually sat down to watch. I've seen it, but I haven't watched the one I bought yet. Okay. And then I know I found, like I said, I found a channel on Amazon that actually has all the Ultramans on it. So I kind of paid the, the like $3 subscription for it. So I'm going to start watching those now. Um, oh, talking about that, what did you think about the, uh, what's the name that won the Oscar, the foreign... Um, Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. I have not had a chance to sit down and watch it. Okay, good. Me either. So we, can, I heard, we, don't, I, we don't have to talk about it, so... <laughs> I heard that it was, I mean, great, because obviously it won an Oscar. Yeah. Then I heard people who saw it thought it was a little bland, and um, people are touting it as great because that's good for social justice. Yeah. Is it actually great, or are they just trying to score brownie points on the internet? Well, one day I'll probably sit down and watch it, and at the very least do one of my text reviews that I put onto the Facebook, because sometimes it's just easier to do it that way. Well, it was just like, uh, I think it was the year before when, what is it called? The, 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 the one Marvel movie that was up for an Oscar for Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, we were all like, okay, how can you quantify a action superhero film like Black uh, Panther I think, for Best Picture? I don't think that we talked about it on the podcast, but we might have talked about it afterwards. Maybe. Um, Best Picture, no. I mean, I'm going to piss a lot of people off. Black Panther is not a great movie. It's got a lot of actors in it who are good. Like yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, my God. That kid's got fucking skill. And Chadwick Boseman, I've seen him in other stuff. He is good. But the, the Black Panther, the story, if that movie had been made in the earlier parts of the MCU, like when the original Iron Man was getting made and everything, it would have probably gotten a better reaction out of people who hadn't already seen that story a hundred times before. But Best Picture, No. It was nominated for, and if I'm not mistaken, it did win Best Costume Design. Yeah. Now that... I'll give him hands out for that one. That I agree with. Not because the costumes were phenomenal, they were good, but when it comes to a, a superhero movie, you don't just need to go to the store and get Ryan Gosling a button-up shirt. You need to build the Superman costume, the Wonder Woman yeah. costume, the Black Panther costume, the Iron Man suit. It's not just plastic on Robert Downey Jr. There's computer bits they got to add later. Hi, kitty. Some of you fuzzy fuck. But that stuff, that takes effort. That takes work. That somebody has to start from, what the fuck does this even look like? Yeah. You can't take, in a lot of occasions, you can't take the comic book version of it, which was, it doesn't need to work in the worlds of reality because it's just a drawing. But when you have to take that and make it into the script, somebody has to actually put this on and be able to move in it. Yeah. So that's when it becomes the job of the costume designer and the builder, and probably the same person, to do that. That person puts a lot more effort into it than somebody trying to find a, a dress for Rachel McAdams or Emma Stone or you know anybody. You can just go buy one. You don't have to build it. Yeah. 
So in that regard, I think superhero movies and fantasy films and stuff like that should always be nominated. They should be the only ones nominated. I don't care if your movie's set in the 1930s and you had to get period accurate clothing or construct them because you can't buy that stuff anymore, probably. They had to build a suit that fits Henry Cavill, who's a very large man, and it had to look very specific. It had to be able to withstand a lot of punishment because he's flying around and zipping and punching and kicking and doing all that stuff and probably landed on his ass more than 100 times. That <laughs> took skill. Yeah. Just putting a dress on the Fuck, a five-year-old could do that. Probably would look weird, but it would well, still it depends. work. A five-year-old in Korea could probably put a dress on somebody that looks... Pretty. I want five-year-olds in Korea to remake the entirety of the Star Wars saga <laughs> now just to see what it... They, they get, like, a hundred bucks or the equivalent in South Korea, and they got to do it with, like, cardboard and, and shit, and they got to make the sound effects with their, with their fucking mouth. You... Zoom, 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 zoom. Stuff. I would... I would fuck... Shit you not. That's how I originally wanted to do my channel. Not with five-year-olds from South Korea. That's child <laughs> slavery. Yeah, but, you go to jail for that one. Yeah, but you, uh, I wanted to just have like cardboard cutouts rather than having a car, just a cardboard cutout of, of a car, like, and then you would carry it and make it look like you were driving in it. Yeah. And I had the money to do that, driving trucks cross country. I made more than enough goddamn money to do that, but I didn't have the resource of time yeah. to do it. I even had people lined up to help me. I don't have that anymore, but I had people lined up. I had the money. I had the idea. I just, I didn't have the time to actually do it. Oh, what's that movie? Um, Be Kind Rewind. Yeah. That kind of like that. Yeah. That was a really good movie. I actually liked that movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. It wasn't the greatest, but it was well done. Laughed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, series, teeny TV, TV series that you're into or like follow? Um, I don't have TV to watch. But I do buy the DVDs for, like, I, I bought the DVDs for some of the older uh, Super Sentai series, the stuff that we transform into Power Rangers. Yeah. Like Go Kaiger and Go Buster, which are from 2011 and 2012. Those are my two favorite seasons. Go Kaiger is held as, that's the one where they're, where they're pirates. It's held as one of the best in Japan and here. The translation from Gokaiger into what we called Super Megaforce is not held in such high regard as fact it's held as one of the worst seasons of Power Rangers ever. And it's a shame because the previous season of just regular Megaforce wasn't actually half bad. But then when they go, uh, right now, Power Rangers is doing Go, go Buster as what they call Beast Morpher. So they're using a lot of original footage, like they're, they're doing their own stuff, but it's based on Go Buster, which is not really well regarded in Japan, which is a shame because it, it came out in 2012, which you might remember is the 20 year anniversary of the original Power Rangers. Okay. So the Japanese, the kind of gentle people that they are, after we whooped the shit out of them 70 plus years ago, decided to pay homage to the Power Rangers. So when the Go Busters and the Sentai, when they change into their armor, they say it's morphin time. The giant robots that they fight against are called Megazords. And, and, and the bad guy even takes these little computer chips and he attaches them to everyday objects and turns them into the monsters. Much like Lord Zed did in season two of Power Rangers, Elaine said Lord Zed would just use magic. Yeah. 
I thought that was really nice. And it's, it's one of my favorite seasons, but well, I tend to like things that people don't. So, <laughs> but if people are in quarantine, I think, I mean, aside from watching stuff, which yes, please do go. I don't make any money off of my channel. I just want people to see a review I did of a movie and say, yeah, that low riders thing. That's it. That's just kind of interesting. I'll go. I think, I think I put a, a link for it in the description of my review. Yep. I, I, I don't did. We did. do appreciate it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I even put it on my IMDb just in case if somebody is that. Because yeah. I know some people are like, oh, let me go. They go crazy looking up random stuff at three in the morning. At least I do. Well, it's, it's hard to find stuff like that. So a link in the description of the review video or, or like on, on IMDb, that's helpful. Yeah, you know there, there could be a lot of movies. There's a Japanese movie called Dragon Black, which I've yet to be able to find a copy of. But because it's called Dragon Black, I'll look for it. I'll Google it. I'll search it on Amazon, and it will show me Black Dragon, which is a Jackie Chan movie from some time ago. But that's great, but that's not what I'm looking for. So you got to put the link in there, and I want people to see the review and say, "All right, you know, it sounds interesting enough." They follow the link. Maybe they try it. They don't like it, but they tried it. Yeah. They took the gamble. Take the gamble. Watch the movie. Give it a shot. Don't just turn it off because the special effects are bad. In the very first, I don't know, five minutes of Velocipaster, they, uh, the guy's parents get killed in a car bombing. Sounds tragic, I know, but it is played for laughs in that they don't show the car exploding. They just have text over the shot, the empty shot. As a filmmaker, you know, you, know, you take a shot of the thing, then you add the special effect. Yeah, It's just the empty shot with the text, add visual effects here something like that. <laughs> and a lot of people will stop watching at that point. They're making fun of it. Yeah. Go past that and you'll see it's a pretty good goddamn movie. They actually tried. And that's all I'm asking for. I remember the guy that did the Birdemic movies. I always mispronounce his name, so I'm not going to try it. But I want to say James Wen, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. The Birdemic movies, if you've ever seen them, oh my God. What the... Why did you think that was a good idea to do it like that? And the acting is so wooden and everything, but you look behind all of that and you see so much passion. He didn't purposefully make a movie that's so bad it's good. He thought he was making a masterpiece. And in a way he kind of did. But you have to approach it like that when you're making it. And then you have to be able to look for that when you're watching it. But too many people today just want to stare at the screen, some flashy images, maybe a girl with big chestables and a guy with, you know, the six pack abs and the bulging biceps and an occasional one liner that you can quote with your friends later. And oh look, good action scene or passable action scene. And then that's it. Roll credits. They didn't watch the movie. They didn't see a goddamn thing. You and I know it, <laughs> you just described the new movie we made. <laughs> but you can't, you can't just. You can't approach every movie like that. Yeah. Big, dumb action movie like Hobbs and Shaw. Again, I loved it. I thought it was entertaining, but Shakespeare, it is not. But when you can look past something and see the effort put into it, that's when you'll find movies that you can thoroughly enjoy for many different reasons. That's what I came into when I watched Tokyo Living Dead Idol. No idea what it was about. Bought it, forgot about it, watched it one day. It's now become one of my favorite movies of all time. It's got its big, dumb action scenes, but it's also got a really good story behind it. It's got some surprisingly good acting in it. And it's, it's just a great movie all around, which you wouldn't see if you approach a movie 
because it's Japanese, it's, you know, subtitled. If you approach a movie and say, well, I don't want to have to read subtitles and just don't bother with it. Because then you're missing out on so much. You know, you, you got, uh, I was just watching some of my old reviews. Like I said, I watched my review of Pazookas, Island of Amid and Despair. Yeah. God damn it, I hated that movie. But a lot of people wouldn't watch it because it's subtitled. Do I think that they're going to find it to be some of the greatest works of cinematic mastery ever? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll have the same feelings I had about it. But they're not even going to try because they have to read it. Yeah. Well, imagine if, if people in other countries felt that way about our movies in the United States. Avengers wouldn't have made a billion dollars because they would have had to read the subtitles in China and Japan and France, Germany, Italy, Spain. Any country that doesn't speak English has a primary language. You wouldn't have made a billion dollars on Rise of Skywalker if people in other countries, not English-speaking countries, didn't want to read subtitles. Take a look at the, uh, coming off of subtitles, which is coming off of low-budget films that people would pass up because they don't have big names and big studios behind them. The original Paranormal Activity movie. Now, whatever you feel about the Paranormal Activity movies, I thought the first one was good enough. Everything after that, take it or leave it. But didn't they, they, they make the original movie for like $1,000, $2,000? The actors only made like 500 bucks. Now there's like seven of the fucking things and they're making millions of dollars. Yeah, They made four millions of dollars and they're, be, they're making millions of dollars. Uh, James Wan, who went on to direct Aquaman, Lee Wannell, who made the recent Invisible Man and also Upgrade, which is, just, I love that fucking movie. I, I want to mention it whenever I can. They started the Saw franchise. With probably a couple thousand, I mean, the original movie has Carrie Elways and Danny Glover in it. They had to have spent some money on it. But now there's like nine of those fucking things and video games and Telltale games. I'm pretty sure there's a Telltale game, but if there's not, there should be. That was an independent feature made for very little, made for probably the amount of money Michael Bay would spend on cappuccinos in one day on any Transformers movie. Yeah. Oh, Halloween. The, the Halloween, Halloween franchise. franchise. Same thing. I mean, hell, even we were talking about the Marvel movies. Iron Man, the first one, Iron Man is an independent feature. Granted, a very expensive one with Robert Downey Jr. in it, but it's an independent feature. Marvel wasn't Marvel when they made it. No. They were just, well, fuck it. We got the rights to this guy. Let's see what we can do. Oh, we got Robert Downey Jr. Now it's the worst that could happen. Well, apparently you make billions of dollars and become one of the most recognized franchises in the entirety of the world. That uh, sucks for you guys, doesn't it? <laughs> but that, that's not going to happen with everybody, I, I no. know. I mean, there are some people that will make these movies, they'll, they'll put their heart and soul into it, they'll spend years on it, and, and make the whole thing for 500 bucks. And nobody will ever see it, it'll go out of print, you'll never know it existed except for a handful of cult nerd film freaks like ourselves, and that's it. If that's enough for them, good. I'm, I'm glad I could be there. But if they want something more, I kind of feel bad that they didn't get it. Would it have changed them? Would they have gone from being you know, the, the pleasant individuals that you want to sit down in their home and do a podcast and go to their home and eat their pulled pork and drink their beer? Would they go from that to being you know, a pretentious dick wagon that does a, a wired autocomplete interview? and then asks if everything is a personal attack or something. Well, maybe it is, you pretentious dick. They could. They could, yeah. Or they could remain 
humble and then their career won't last very long because I guess in that industry, you got to be a pretentious dick or you don't get anywhere. I think so. I think that's part of the, the industry. Thing. I wouldn't want to. I had, a, I had a conversation by text with uh, Brett Mauser. I do that a lot because apparently he gets bored because he's in lockdown. And he told me, um, there's a couple of filmmakers, I know a lot of filmmakers on social media now, who've always told me, and it was Mario was there when I was down there last time. I think his name was Mario. I feel bad because I think he just sent me a friend request on Facebook too. But um, he, said, okay. he said we should collaborate together. We should make a movie together. I've yeah. seen enough. I have ideas. Why not? I was motivated to make a list. A list of movies that I would want to see make. And I thought, you know, if I could do this, if I could make these movies, I wouldn't want to sell them. I legitimately would want to, uh, YouTube if it has to be, just put them up, let people watch them for free. You like it? Great. Put a thumbs up on it. Tell your friends. Let them watch it too. It gets 15 views. Whoop the shit. If they, those 15 people loved it, if they loved it as much as I love the serial rabbit movies, but if they, if all they're going to do is shit on it, they don't love it. They don't want to watch it. Could be my fault for making a shitty movie. Could be their fault for being a pretentious dick wagon, but I wouldn't want to become the next in-house, in-house name, the next billion dollar blockbuster. If it meant people are only going to say they like it because of the actor I have it. Not because, because of the quality you. of the film. I want them to like it because they like it. Yeah. I don't want to become famous because I want to be known as the person who likes me. Like you take Scarlett Johansson. Love the girl. I think she's great and all. I don't think she's a pretentious bitch or anything. But if she were to go onto Twitter and tweet out the word cookies, not her favorite kind of cookies, not cookies, am I right? Or even cookies and the emoji for cookies. Just the word cookies. Within an hour or two, maybe, 10,000 retweets, 10,000 likes, 10,000 comments like, oh my God, you're such a genius, because it's her. Yeah. Anybody else does that? I, I, I doubt anybody would even know it happened. Well, I mean, but I'd, rather, I'd rather have people love it because they love it, not love it because it's me doing it. Well, take, for example, Tarantino. Hmm. A lot of his films are rehashes of other films. He does it master, masterfully to where it's, it's his style of film, mm. because it is, but it's nothing new. And he's allowed to get away with it because it's Tarantino. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm like, well, okay, do I like this film because it is Tarantino's film or is it because it's really badass film? And that's that's the line you, you have to watch. That's the line that people refuse to try and define with themselves. They see a movie that stars an actor that, like, I, I love Ryan Reynolds. He's like my man crush. Love his movies. Did we love Deadpool, the movie, because it was him or because it was a great movie? I honestly, I ask myself that question sometimes with a lot of movies, and I think, I really couldn't see not liking it. If you put another actor in that role, would it be the same thing? I look back, you know, with all the social justice stuff now. I look back and people say, you know, we've never had strong female leads in movies. And then you say, well, yeah, we had Terminator 2. We had Alien. 
we've had strong female leads in movies before. We've had plenty of them. So if you were to take those movies, say like Alien was never made, never happened. Sigourney Weaver never made that movie. 1970s into the 80s, never happened. Watch your mouth. But you make it today. Yeah. You make the movie exactly the same. Obviously, the special effects would look better and there would be different actors, but they give the same performance. Mm -hmm. It's cut the same. They deliver the lines the same, the same lines, the same everything, just, you know, again, with upgraded special effects and different faces, but exactly the same, nonetheless. Would it be held in such high regard? Or would people destroy it online, saying, oh, a strong female lead must be feminist propaganda. Oh, the captain's a white man must be white heteropatriarchy bullshit. Take the Predator, the original Predator, and it wasn't made. Then it gets made today, again, obviously with different actors and better special effects. Not by much. I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it holds up. But you make it today without any of the past behind it. Is it going to be held as a great action movie with great characters and a lot of fun and a compelling, a surprisingly compelling story? Or would it be seen as toxic, toxic masculinity and ripped apart by the blue check marks on Twitter? You have this divide that people will go and see the new Star Wars movies. You know, the I, I didn't mind Force Awakens so much. It had potential and I really wish they had stuck with it, but they get into The Last Jedi, and it's admitted by the filmmakers to very much be a feminist propaganda kind of a movie. Yep. You know, the, the leader of the resistance after Leia gets put into her very short coma is literally a purple-haired feminist. And then you get into The Rise of Skywalker, and it's trying to just basically steal the legacy of all of these characters that have come before. Earn nothing but get everything. People will say they love these movies because they agree with that, with that message, with that ideology, with the feminist ideology, with the, you know, all women are super powerful and they don't need to work for anything ideology of Rise of Skywalker. You can't just agree with a movie that's made poorly because it supports some radical political ideology that you share. Because then you're not, you're not defining that line. You're loving it because of the message it wants to send, but look at how it's sending that message. Like with the with the strong female characters of current films, the yeah. Charlie's Angels movies, the Captain Marvel. I have nothing. Ray Skywalker. That's her name now, isn't it? Ray yeah. Skywalker. It's it's not the actors. I don't mind Daisy Ridley. I don't mind Brie Larson so much, and I don't mind the girls from the Charlie's Angels remake or reboot, or whatever the fuck the difference reboot. is. I don't mind these as people, but the message that these films are sending is basically, because you're a girl, you're going to have everything come to you that you want. You will be great. You will succeed at everything. And everybody will love you for it. And you're never going to have to want for anything because you're going to achieve greatness by virtue of your gender. Then when they go out into the real world and reality sets in, and because they have a bitchy, arrogant attitude, presumably, people aren't going to listen. Some people will, but some people yeah. won't. They won't succeed at everything flawlessly, at least not the first time. They won't succeed at some things, 
they won't get everything they want. And then they'll just assume that because this is the way they were raised, this is the way they believe life would be. They're going to assume somebody else is holding them down. They're going to imagine oppression. They're going to become depressed. They're going to become manic. They're going to become the purple haired feminists we see on social media. Not entirely their fault. No. It's, it's the environment they grew up in that was telling them they're going to be great. And then flip that around on boys, at least young white boys anyway, are being told they're responsible for all of the bad in the world, even though, you know, they're fucking five. What do they have to do with the Holocaust? And that they should hate themselves. And then people are surprised when they grow up to be self-hating degenerates. Right? You kind of told them that was their only fucking option through the media and through film that basically has one purpose. Tell young boys they suck at everything. Tell young girls they're the greatest thing that has ever happened to the world and everybody should praise them like goddesses. You can go out there and make a strong female character who is really competent without making everybody around her who has a penis be just how the fuck did you become an engineer when you're literally putting this thing together with duct tape and it's falling apart as I'm talking to you. He doesn't have to be a bumbling, stumbling moron. He could be competent at his job. She's just also competent. And together, they make a fantastic team. You can also have your strong female character who is supremely competent and very well put together and intelligent and cunning and brave be the villain. Just a cunning and brave and intelligent villain. They can still be the bad guy or bad girl, as it were. (laughs) <laughs> and still be well-written. I mean, look at Darth Vader. He's one of the most beloved characters. He's the fucking villain in those movies. He force-choked the guy over a video chat. How badass is that? He didn't get up off the toilet, whatever that thing was he was sitting on. I bet you that was a toilet. It probably was a toilet. I mean, it's probably part toilet. He was space-pooping while he while choked he a guy out. <laughs> he didn't even raise his hand and do the force-choke thing. And he's the bad guy, and he's the character we love the most. Yeah. I mean, like, very close second, in, at least in my eyes, would be R2-D2. Everybody else, yeah, take him to leave him. Maybe Chewbacca. Okay, who doesn't love Maybe a big Chewy. fuzzy? It's Chewie. Come on now. Yeah. Everybody loves Chewie. Yoda's a dick, though. What? Yoda's a little green wrinkled dick. <laughs> With little hands like this? Little hands that somebody put on him so that they didn't look weird. But it worked. See? It, it, it worked for this maniac. That's why... Everybody else worked in the Walmart. YouTube. Everybody else in the Walmart was like, "What? why is that guy whipping his... Is that a fake penis? Because it looks like a fake... It has fists, Barry. Penises don't have fists. They do. <laughs> Yours does. <laughs> you surgically grafted them on there, too. Yeah. That now, I have a question because, again, going back to this quarantine stuff, Oh, we're supposed to be talking about that, aren't we? We are supposed to be talking about it. We got on our soapbox, which is all right. Um, a lot of us can't go anywhere, right? So a lot of theaters, actually, all the theaters have been closed, whatnot. And it's not mm-hmm. just here, but you know, most of America. And they're taking a hit, just like comic book shops. And I know Kevin Smith talked about the fact that comic book shops are getting a big hit, and a lot of them are suffering to where they might not reopen. Same thing. I was just reading. Uh, I was in, in in the shitter, and I was reading about oh, no. AMC 
not being able to maybe make it back from this whole thing. I know Netflix has been pushing a lot and, it, and it's something that they've been doing for the last couple of years because there's nothing new. They've been trying to compete against the, the brick and mortar, you know, film houses and against the norm Oscars and all that good shit. But what do you think with all this stuff going on and the chance of independent film maybe making a breakthrough? And this is where we now have that option to like, hey, here's our here's our chance to do what the big guys can't do. Well, I think and survive actually. When, when in 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 the few parts, hopefully I can keep my train of thought here. Right. As far as the theaters, some of the smaller ones anyway, not being able to reopen. I hope they can, but there's really at the moment, fuck all we can do about it. When they do get a chance to open, if they try, if, I mean, if they do the numbers and they say they can't, I, I, I wish they would try, but if they don't think they can, that's their gamble, not ours. That's their business, their livelihood, if they decide not to open the doors. But if they do, we as film lovers, as, as connoisseurs of the cinema, need to flood that thing. I mean, I don't get days off. Yeah. I wish I did. But I do have a couple of hours afterwards. It's just showtimes never line up with when I am off duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to flood the theaters. Buy the $10, $15 ticket. I mean, I don't know what it is out there, but out here it's about $10. Yeah, it's about buy $10. the popcorn, buy the soda, get a couple of candies. You know you want the fucking candies. I don't like candy, so I won't buy them, but I'll buy you one. How about that? You buy little Yoda one. Little Yoda one has got the fists on it. Yeah. God damn it. I want one of them little Pez dispensers with the little fists. I'll send you one. You make one that's got to look like your penis with fists. I will. Your penis wearing a Yoda mask. This is going to be complicated. I'll give you the time to do it. All right. But don't distract okay. me with your penis, all right? <laughs> we, we need to flood the theaters with this. I know DVD rental shops aren't a thing anymore, but they have the red box. Yeah. And a lot of independent films do go into the red box. Rent from the red box. Go to the cinema. Buy the popcorn. They charge a lot because, well, they fucking can. But also, they do make money off that. I don't know how much. I don't know what the percentages are. Well, I think I think the only reason they charge a lot, and this is one thing that I had talked to somebody before, the movie, we pay for the movies, but they don't go to the house. The movies go to, you know, the or whatever. Yeah. The house makes their money on the popcorn, the soda, you know, the, the lickies and chewies that they sell. Mm. That's how they make their, their money. And I hope, um, on my channel, I reviewed two movies called Weird Fiction and Spine Chiller. They were made by two, I want to say kids, but they're mid-20s. One of them's got a fucking kid himself, a little baby girl. She's adorable. Um, Taylor Rhodes and Jacob Perrette. I think I said that name right. Uh, they made weird fiction and spine chiller. Well, Taylor, at least, works at the cinema that I go to in the nearby town of Meadville, which is famous for where Sharon Stone was born. Mm-hmm. That has closed down. Like you said, they all have. When they open up again, I want to flood that thing with people. I will. I mean, I can't afford to do this all the time, but initially, anyway, I will buy them tickets. Let's go to the cinema. I don't care what we're fucking watching. Just go. Also, my cinema has a bar. Two drink limit, but it has a bar. Man, we need to flood that. You know, Netflix is sometimes the only way to watch it. Like that movie, um, Bright, with Will Smith. Yeah. I believe Netflix was the only way to watch it. I think so. I think. But... That's at, that one. Yeah. that's at home. Stuff like uh, Lowriders and Serial Rabbit and the various movies, they're on Amazon. I have this whole watch list saved up that I just can't get to because it takes time to do all this. 
on Amazon. Buy the thing. Don't just rent the thing. Buy the thing. It's like $6.99. It, seven bucks. I mean, if you're going to go to the cinema, you're going to spend a couple of bucks in gasoline, the $10 ticket for one person, the concessions is probably going to come up to like $12, $15. Yeah. You're going to spend that movie, that money on the movie anyway. Why not buy this thing, watch it at home? Because that's how independent filmmakers are going to make their money. When it comes to while we're still in quarantine, well, you guys are anyway. Yeah, mostly. This is the time to brainstorm. This is the time to get on the text message and the phone calls. It's like, okay, I got this idea. Here's how I want this to work. Um, if you have time after this, actually, I had an idea for a film that I don't think I'd ever be able to make, but you might. Um, is that the pitching kickers, right? No, that's still going to happen someday. That's, yeah, so I swear to Christ, it. I'll sell my soul to make that movie. <laughs> I know we're going we're gonna to plan to do it this, this summer, so... But, but this is when people need to take the time to get together to brainstorm. You have all, all the time in the world. Storyboard, plan, call actors, text them, message them like this. Whatever you got to do, get the plan. You have all the planning time right now. All yeah. the time people said stuff like, man, I'd love to work out more if only I had the time. Guess what you got right now? Time. Do it. Then when the lockdown ends, hopefully within, a, I think they said a month, yeah, they said, I think May 4th. Get out there and do it. You're home all the time. You're not going out to eat. You're not, you're not going out to the cinema. You're not just driving around and wasting gas and money. You're saving money. Save it. Put it in a fucking jar. Then when this is all over, make a post-lockdown movie. Yeah. You can go outside. You can, you can go to businesses and pay them as much as you can afford and something reasonable, I hope to use their facility, like where you, the hall where you filmed the low riders, yeah. the different bars where they've, they've filmed the ponderous films, the different junkyards where they've filmed Japanese action movies. You can go to these places. They will make money. You will make your movie. They will get advertising. They will advertise for you. This is the time to start planning. Yeah. Don't call it a, a quarantine, call it a brainstorming session. Get together, get the information together, get the people together. They can make plans now. All their plans have been canceled because of the lockdown, because of the quarantine. This is the time to just do it. If I lived any closer to wherever everybody down there, if I lived down there, or if you all lived up here, I could be doing that right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the perfect, this is the perfect time to be doing all that. And like I, said, I can't. Yeah, and like, even like you said, now if we were to start talking to businesses, once we're opening, it's actually helping them by bringing back that money to that infrastructure, because a lot of them are, are hurting. I mean, and, and a lot of them are mom and pop shops that, again, all this stuff is hurting. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely 100% right about all that. Of course I'm right. When I'm right, I'm right. Me, yeah. I'm always right. Only Except when, when I right. got married. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, you did all right, but me, no, I made it. I, it was a terrible decision on my part. But the... the the brick and mortar going to the, to the cinema, people forget that's an experience. It is. That, that's not just popping a DVD. I mean, I can make an experience out of popping a DVD into my player and watching it at home. When I had people around, they're not around, they're not dead or anything. They just, they moved. And you can make an experience out of that. Like when we're going to do the serial, I always fuck this up, serial rabbit five live watch. That's an experience. Yeah. Granted, I wish it could be in a cinema. Like when I, I, I took time off and went down to San Antonio for the premiere, that was an experience and it was great to be there with everybody 
that was there and, and sadly Kazu is not with us anymore, but he was there and, and we spent the whole evening together. And it was great. This live chat will be a, a chance to do that, granted through chat room texting and watching on YouTube and hopefully everybody's internet connection can keep up. But when you're in quarantine, if you wanna make films, this is your time to brainstorm. If you wanna watch films, you have the time. But as you do that, if you wanna watch independent films, watch the movie, then go onto Amazon or wherever you watched it. If it's on YouTube for free, which a lot of movies like that are, you just gotta look for them. Leave a review, leave a comment, leave a like, leave something. Because these algorithms like on YouTube and Amazon and everything that say, okay, this is popular, it rates it not just by you watched it, it rates it by you put a thumbs up on it, you put a thumbs down on it, it doesn't know the difference. You put a hate-filled comment, you put a good comment, you put a comment. If yeah. somebody you know puts a comment on that video, like their comment, respond to their comment. These interactions are what tells the algorithm, because it's not a person checking this information, it's a computer. The computer just knows somebody interacted with this. When I go, when I watch a movie and I can find it on Amazon, I leave a review. I did it for the Innocence Saga. Before I ever made the video, I just had the text written up. I copy and paste it and put it on, I have to take out the expletives, but I put it on Amazon. I don't know that I have to take out the expletives. I just do it because I don't want them to have a reason to boot it out. Do that, put the review on there. I don't care if you didn't actually like it, leave the review anyway. Yeah. Now don't be overtly mean about it, but if you saw something you didn't like, tell them. How are they gonna make their next movie any better if you don't tell them what they did wrong the first time? You can be creative and still critique people. Right. And that's one thing I've never understood. It's like, dude, you don't have to bash the hell out of a movie because they were, you know, low budget. You could be like, hey, you know what? I understand it's like most of them what we say, we understand it's a low budget film. But at the same time, I'm going to rate you as if you weren't. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you that benefit of doubt that I understand that you can't, you don't have the billion dollars, you know, to do the VFX, but it shouldn't mean that you should look so crappy to where I know all you did was throw in a layer and hopefully it looked good. You didn't put the time in to try to make it look what you could have right. You You assumed because you're not going to have the budget that you can get away with it looking bad. And just in case you didn't, make the occasional joke about how, well, this is a pile of shit. Now, there's actually a movie I watched that did that. <laughs> the guy literally, the guy has a jacket where he pulls out these snacks that clearly don't fit in his jacket. Yeah. And he reaches in at the end of the movie and pulls out, he's, well, I'm pretty sure it was fake, but it's a steaming pile of dog shit. And the other character says, well, that sums up this adventure nicely. Calling your movie shit doesn't forgive the fact that you didn't put any effort into it. Yeah. If you put the effort into your movie and it looks like absolute dog shit, and maybe I don't even enjoy it, but you tried, I'll respect that. I'm trying to remember the name of that movie now. And I can't, it's by the same people that made uh, Death Bone, The Third Blood, Part Seven, The Blood of Death Bone. I think I got the whole title right. It's the same people that made that. Okay. Now, I loved Death Bone. I thought it was great. The other thing, which honestly, I can't remember the name of it now, I did not love so much. <laughs> I've not, not got to look it up. You said Death Bone? Death Bone. Like, um, like your bones. One word. I, I did buy it off Amazon, so it might still be there, but it's one of these movies that was made for like 12 fucking dollars, so by me buying the movie, they recouped their money. 
Deathbone, third part, the blood of Deathbone. Oh, for fuck's sake, I think so. Uh, Deathbone, the third blood, part yeah. seven. The, you should be able to just Google Deathbone as yeah, one word. It's Deathbone, third blood, part seven, the blood of Deathbone. Yeah. That's um, that's a long name for a movie. Well, they did a, it's, it's a parody of the sword and sandal movies, you know, like um, the guy's doing his best Sylvester Stallone impersonation. Oh, this is right about the same time, I think, the, not the, I think it was Rambo 5? 4. Not the latest one, but the one before that where he's in, we talked about this before, where, he, where yeah. he's in Burma and he mows down the entire fucking country yeah. with one gun, with infinite bullets. And it's, it's Stick of Chewing Gum. Stick of Chewing Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know. I, I have this weird theory that even though now with everything going on, most independent guys have the opportunity to make their mark. Everybody's going to not take that advantage. They're going to assume that the market will be saturated and why bother trying? Yep. It's because it's the same, like same reason. Why bother if you, because uh, Lowry Brewster made the, the devil's machine and black gloves and I fucking love the black gloves, but they're getting us releases now and they're on the shelf at Walmart. So yeah. why bother taking the gamble? to go get these movies that you've never heard of from some Scottish company you've never heard of starring people you've never heard of. Why spend the, I think it's like 10 bucks for the DVD when you might not enjoy it. Yeah. Why bother taking the gamble of spending, God, I don't know, a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars and a good portion of at least your one year making a movie when people are going to pass over it. So why bother trying? Because, well, to be honest, the odds aren't zero that you won't become the next big thing. But also, I mean, take a look at Serial Rabbit 3. Serial Serial Rabbit 3 is the whole reason my channel started. It was on Netflix for God knows what fucking reason. I even talked to Brett Mauser about this. He has no idea who put it on Netflix. (laughs) He made the fucking movie. He doesn't know. Yeah, But it was on there for something like a year and some change. I happened to take a chance on it. I happened to watch it. Loved it, remembered it years later, had bought the DVD off of Amazon because it was available at that time. So was the original Serial Rabbit, which is no longer available. I don't even think he has a copy of it. He made the fucking movie. No, he does because I went to his house and I'm like, dude, I only need Serial Rabbit 3. And so I think I have one in my, my garage somewhere. I think we spent like almost an hour looking for the damn copy. And he's like, no, I don't even have one for myself. I was like, how are you not? You're going to have to re release it. You know, in the director's cut or something, or the rabbit's cut. Or something. You know what I mean? Rabbit's <laughs> cut. Oh, we need to talk about him about that one. Re-release the Sir Rabbits, you know, in 4K or whatever it is. Blu-ray. Four carat. Four carats. Yeah, four carat player. Uh, <laughs> the rabbit cut. Oh, that'd be great. It would All, be. Every, everything's seen from his point of view. Oh, that No, that would be gross. No, because it'd be that. just mesh. Yeah. I put I put that rabbit head on. It is virtually impossible to see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to talk to Brad about that. Doing the yeah. cat release. But people do need to take this time. If, if you want to make film, you need to have a plan. You need to have a step one to done and everything mm-hmm. in between planned out. Granted, it's not gonna go that way. As military men, you and I, we know that 
The plan needs to be fluid or it's definitely not gonna work. You need to be able to change it on the fly. So as you're planning, have an option A and B, A and B, B and C, D and whatever the fuck else you need, yeah. but be willing to accept that these things are gonna change, but start now. You have all the time in the world to make the plan. I'm going over the different ideas that I've had and I've been frantic about these things sometimes thinking, you know, like I have my numbers of something like 30 ideas, but I want to cut it down because I can't make 30 fucking movies. I'm 40 goddamn years old. Even if I made one a year, I'd be Clint Eastwood's age by the time it was done. I'm like, telling you, I'm like four plus three is 25. It's 25. Yeah. Yeah. Use the fingers on little David's fists. Yeah. Little David, give me count. (laughs) But I try to, I try to whittle it down. Cut some out because I'm not that passionate about them. Definitely keep this one because I am passionate about it. But I fall into the trap of why this one? Why not that one? Why cut this one? Why keep that one? Yeah. I keep this one. Why not keep that one? And I, and I don't know. And then I think about guys like you and Brett and other Brett and Carondo. And um, I haven't mentioned her yet, but uh, Maria Tran down in, in Australia makes some great action films. And I thought, well, what if I just kind of give them the idea. The stuff that I'm not really sure I want to make if I ever got the chance. It's it's all still a a dream at this point, but well, you guys can do it. You have your own studio. She has her own studio. A lot of them have their own studio. Even if it's just a collection of people that they can, you know, text or call up real quick and boom, they're over there. Let's have a brainstorming session. And I, I, I don't, I don't want people to pass up this opportunity to actually get that done. My dream may never come true, but theirs might. Yeah. And it might become my next favorite thing. I mean, looking just at the posters in the background here, I never thought Rogue One would be as good a movie as it was. Now, granted, they have the money, they have the actors, yeah. and they took a chance, but they took a chance on one of the most recognized franchises in the world. And as far as I'm concerned, they fucking nailed it. Yeah, especially for I, something I loved that's like, it was it, in the whole scheme of the Star Wars universe, it's only a minuscule time. Yeah, it's like a weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy to think about it, that, yeah, you, you take a, a weekend film or a weekend event that would have happened and made a full film of it. And it was really, really good. I actually liked it a lot. I actually also like Solo, but, I mean, I'm one of those weird people, too, so. I think Solo worked fine is like um i want to say like a, i think there's a better word for this but like a heist movie yeah. like it works if it, it, it solo terminator salvation the godzilla film from 1998 these are examples of films that change just a little bit about them including the title you know it's not terminator salvation it's i don't know machine war 2055 or something change the name of godzilla from 1998 to attack from the ocean or some, you know, some cheesy fifties title change the name solo to something else. I don't have to do all the work here, but, and it's basically the same movie just with character names get changed, place names get changed and it still works. In fact, it might even work better. I don't think Terminator Salvation would have gotten such a bad rap if they had just changed the name of it. I don't think that the Godzilla film from 1998 would get such a bad rap if they had just changed the name of it. Solo. It's a fine movie. Sure, it has its faults, but what film doesn't? Yeah. 
And I mean, Terminator 2 used to be my favorite film of all time until Godzilla King of the Monsters came out in 2019. I'm a kaiju nerd. I won't apologize for it. But Terminator 2 has one big fault. Kyle Reese said, once they sent me through, they destroyed the machine. So how the fuck did anybody else come through? How'd that even happen? How'd they time travel without a time traveling machine? How did the T-1000 go through the time traveling field when you got to be surrounded by living tissue? Did you just kind of like shove them in an egg sack and kick them through the tube? <laughs> I love the movie to death. It's some of the greatest acting and action scenes I've ever seen. Linda Hamilton should have, if she didn't, should have won an award for that. That scene in Dyson's house alone should have gotten her a fucking Oscar. But it does have its faults. Solo has its faults, but overall, it's a good movie. And maybe they should have changed the title. Rogue One, I think, also same thing. Works great as a Star Wars movie, but change the title, just make it like a space. People would have drawn comparisons to Star Wars, obviously, because anything about war and space is because, oh, it's Star Wars or Star Trek. Yeah. It's going to happen. But, you know, they're very easily recognized, and it's kind of hard not to do something they already did because it's kind of like The Simpsons. Been around for 50 fucking years at this point. What haven't they done? Yeah. Hell, they did a show, an episode, where Donald Trump runs for president. Who would have seen that? Hell, I didn't see that coming. I, was I don't think anybody did. And yet, Logan. He didn't see it coming. <laughs> the whole thing probably started with, here, hold my, well, he doesn't drink, but here, hold my Diet Pepsi. Or Coke? It's one of the two. <laughs> you know, he has another, a preference. You know, another film, and I talked to, I think I talked about it with, uh, with the guys a couple episodes ago. Another film that I think that came out that I don't think the name suited Joker. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked it. I did. Um, Oscar worthy. Yeah, but I mean, what did the Oscars even mean anymore? But the connection that they had to the DC universe felt entirely useless. Yeah. Like him, Thomas Wayne could have just been, you know, Bob Johnson. Him meeting Bruce Wayne could have just been Bob Johnson Jr. Them being in Gotham, it could have just been New York City or Chicago, I think. Well, actually in the DC universe, I think Gotham is actually supposed to be in Jersey or something and Metropolis is supposed to be in, somebody made a video about it, showed a map, kind of made sense. But if they had just taken out the DC references, all of them, they, literally nothing but the title would have had to change and yeah. some lines in the dialogue because you have to not mention Thomas Wayne, you have to change his name, Bob Johnson, but that's yeah. it. And, and it would have been honestly, exactly the same. For that film, the only time it felt like any Joker movie was those last 10 minutes where he kills the, the, the guest, I mean, not the guest, the host yeah. of the show. From that point on, I think that's where it became Joker or Joker-ish movie. But other than that, I mean, it was it was a movie about a mental guy uh, with a bunch of, you know, trauma in his head, whatever. You could have named it, you know, yeah, Bob instead of Joker. <laughs> just, and it, just call the movie Bob. It's not an acronym. That's just man, what we call it. Bob, you know. And it would have made just as good of an impact, I think, because it was well done. It really yeah. was. And connecting it to the DC universe does raise a lot of questions. I mean, so this guy's the Joker. He's like 40, 50 years old in that movie. Yeah. And little by the time Bruce Wayne becomes Batman, you're going to be 80. Really crazy as you are an 80 year old Joker. Isn't going to be 
lasting very long in a fist fight against a 35 year old, 38 year old fucking Batman. Yeah. It's Batman. And it's not like he was introduced to chemicals to change him because we didn't see that. Technically, he was. He was on all those meds. Yeah, but, I mean, how are you going to give him superpowers off meds? The chemical bat works. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... It's like I said, it's a great movie, but take out the DC stuff, and you still have a great movie. And you're still good. Yeah. Putting that stuff in there kind of feels like they weren't sure of it. Put the DC stuff in, and maybe we'll get a few more views. Well, I guess it worked. They made a billion dollars. Guess so. Billion and change. I saw the number just recently. It was like a billion and change. Was it? I think it was like, it wasn't much over a bit. Okay, like 25, 30 million dollars over a billion isn't much compared to 1 billion, but 25 million dollars is still a shitload of money. Anything over my paycheck is a million dollars. So, yeah. Yeah. And I don't get paid much. Yeah. I'm retired. So, you guys are getting paid. Yeah, right. But anyways. But yeah, no, I mean, with all this stuff going on with quarantine, at least for us, unlike you, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff out there that, you know, we have to see and see what happens. If it's going to hurt the independent film, is it going to help it? Um, Is it going to continue hurting the big guys? Yeah. I think it will, but kind of like Nintendo can afford to lose a trillion dollars a year or something for the next century and still have all of the money. The big people are going to, they're going to get hit. They might even get hit harder, but they have more cushion for the pushing, so to speak. Yeah. Independent people need to save their money, do what you can. I know it's hard times and I really do sympathize. I wish I made enough money to support people's Patreons and just, just fucking send them a box of cash. I don't, I'm one of those idiots that would if I could, but I can't. But one other thing is, because you were talking about what if they don't try because they think the market will be saturated. Just tell you what will saturate the market. People probably even right now are filming found footage because who the fuck found the footage? But found footage films about being in lockdown and somebody goes crazy. Starts killing everybody. They find out the house is haunted, but they can't leave because lockdown. Or a demonic entity enters the house. It's probably going to be a horror film. Very Purge-esque or Poltergeist-esque. Or they might try to make a comedy out of it. Like a very, I don't want to say Shaun of the Dead because that implies getting a supernatural something-something, but um, like a hangover comedy out of it. Because they're locked in their house now. They have to stay inside, so why not film a movie while we're doing that? There will be a slew of these fucking things. An avalanche, if you will. Don't make that movie. I think a lot more zombie movies also are going to be made. Yeah, I actually had that idea. I'm probably not the first person, but I didn't hear it from anybody first. But my idea was if the coronavirus, well, don't call it the coronavirus, but a virus was created by one political party because they don't like the president who represents the other political party. So they create a virus to create a panic to make him look bad. But a uh, side effect is it creates zombies or more like 28 days later, yeah, zombies. And that causes a, an apocalypse of sorts. I'm not saying that's what's happening now. I'm not saying that the one political party that doesn't like the president isn't doing their very best to cause more panic. 
But I don't Sounds also right. think I don't think they were pulling a Albert Wesker and building it in a lab and then sending it out. Yeah. But they're not exactly doing anything to help us get over it either. No, they're not. But as as a movie, that probably is something that a lot of people are going to make in their own style. That's something that's going to happen a lot. And if somebody wanted to take that idea and run with it, it's all yours. You don't owe me shit. But a lot of people are going to do it on the cheap with their smartphone and and, and in their house with their family and their friends who are able to get out and come over or vice versa. So I would advise independent filmmakers, don't make that movie. Yeah. Enough people, I've said it a hundred times before, anybody with 50 bucks in a smartphone can make a movie. And right now, they got nothing fucking better to do with their time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Full Moon out of California, um, same guys that do... Um, the Puppet Masters and stuff? Yeah, Puppet Masters. Yeah. On May something, I think 5, 10, somewhere, somewhere around there, but in May, they're releasing their Corona Zombie movie. They've, they've already started working on it because, again, they're <laughs> locked down. They're all inside. They, they run... It's like a yeah. high-budget studio with a low-budget mentality. So those guys kind of get crazy with stuff like that, and I'm they like, can. And sometimes they sometimes they nail it. Other times I'm like, what what the what the fuck were you on? They did Skullheads, which is a film I, I reviewed, and I thought, did you take some peyote and then make a movie? Because I feel like you took the peyote and then made a movie while you were on the peyote. While you were, and then it wore off, and you tried to finish the movie, and you were like, ah. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> you know what? As a matter of fact, I, I I'm gonna send out an email, see if I can get them to answer and talk and get on here and talk about that zombie. What is it? Yeah, Char- Charles Corona Band, zombie. right? That's Charles Band. Yeah, Charles. He's Band. still alive. I mean, he's yeah. older now, but he's still alive. He's in his seventies, man. Fuck, we're getting old. Yeah, we are. I mean, old. these are the same guys we grew up watching, man. Just kind of like you know, Uncle Lloyd. <laughs> puppet master with the little girl, the little girl puppet puking the leeches on people. I'm like, that's fucking gross. I was way too young it. to be watching that. You still watched it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I think I'm gonna do that next. I'm gonna send you should. You have, get get a little help from them for distribution too. Nah, that's one of the big things with independent film. It's just getting it out there. People can't take a gamble on it if they can't get a fucking copy of it. That is very true. And some of us nerds like the physical media. Like, I have the physical copy of Lowriders because I prefer to have it and put it, like, if your internet connection goes down, how the fuck are you going to watch something on your Amazon digital library now? Very true. I'm the same way. I mean, look. What? No, I've never seen that before. Yeah. The fucking wall of creepy faces that stare at you while you watch TV. No, but I mean, that's all my DVDs, Blu-rays, whatnot, so, yeah. Yeah, you can't really see it, but I got, like, the book of DVDs is open in the back right there, because I'll... Yeah. I've got so many, I just flip the fucking thing open, grab one at random, and shove it in. Oh, that sounded way more sexual mm-hmm. than I thought, but that's how I watched... Little David uh, was like... <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> he has a mouth and everything. He thought you were talking about it for a minute there. <laughs> I kind of was. But I guess I, I watched um, End of the World, the movie. It's got Greg Grum. How fuck you say his name? Greg, the guy from Heroes. Uh, Grumberg? Gunberg? Hercules. Yeah, he was in the, the Star Wars movies. Yeah. 
is friend of J.J. Abrams, but he's in that movie, and I like him well enough that the movie's fucking shit. Uh, it was it was up. such a waste of time. And I'm a slow typer. Slow. Slow type. Slow. Well, and then I can't spell because, you know, I'm dyslexic and shit. What's the name again? What are we talking about? For End of the World? It's just called End of the World. Well, I know it's End of the World, but who were we looking for again? Greg Grunberg? He's not showing up on here. Really? Yeah. Well, that's because you probably can't fucking spell. I can't. I Holy can't shit. type or spell. That's why we had AJ on here. Oh, you know what? It's today's AJ's birthday, too. That's like what yeah is he the one he's, he's the one that kid. I, he was there when i was there last time mm-hmm. right he was the one sitting next to me yeah the one Isn't he, tried, he's know. the one that it's his girlfriend now that's on the on the show yes there was a the last i think it was the last episode was uh was the one where you introduced her as one of the new regular members of the of the crew the, yeah peanut gallery like the heads of knuckle <laughs> yeah but they're out there celebrating his 21st birthday he's finally legal and he can't do anything oh that's gotta got piss that's gotta piss so many people <laughs> off oh that, yeah there he is Grunberg. Grunberg I don't know it also has that nerd kid from the remember the show Eureka mm, I kind of think the, the sheriff goes to the town in Oregon and it turns out there's like oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. super secret it's, it was almost like Erie, Indiana. Hmm. It's also got the guy that voiced Chucky, the original Child's Play. You know what? Brad I finally Dorf. watched the new Chucky, and I was really... The remake one? Yeah, the remake with... Uh, what's the name? Uh, well, Mark, Mark Ham. Mark Ham was the voice of Chucky. Aubrey Plaza plays the mom. Yeah, I was really disappointed with the new Chucky. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't... The... Stop, man. They, just, they had a golden egg, and they just... Because I watched, uh, I did the whole franchise for a review, and I was surprised, like, how it, there are the weaker installments. Um, Curse of Chucky, I think, is probably the weakest installment. But I'm surprised how, like, it maintains the same tone. It doesn't do that thing, like, like, you know, Friday the 13th and and, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. They kind of... It went through that wave where it started super serious and horror, got a little yeah. bit action-y, got super fucking campy, and then eventually, like, everything, like, Leprechaun and, and Jason go to space. Everybody goes to space. They even had the critters go to space, even though the critters came from space, so they just kind of go back to space, which is just dumb. Critters in space, yeah, no shit. They're aliens. It's where they fucking came from. <laughs> Martians on Mars. Oh, no way, Really? Martians from Mars. I, I was it? it's an old school movie that it has a name like Martians from Mars. I'm like, you just call them Martians. That means they're from Mars. I mean, isn't that what Martians? Martians, as in from Mars, the red yeah. planet. Yeah, <laughs> somebody Good. was bright. But they they uh, the child's play doesn't do that. It right. stays super. I mean, Chucky's an asshole, so he makes his jokes. But other than that, it stays super serious the entire time. And well, they have the balls to have Chucky win in the end. Hey, spoiler alert for a fucking forty-year-old franchise, but he wins in the end. It's kind of fucking terrifying, actually. 
Because yeah. he can now just hop into any old body he wants. Fuck. That's that's how do, what do you do about that? <laughs> I I guess. Reboot the franchise. We're gonna do now, Chucky. You don't exist anymore. Oh. Yeah. I not only that, but he I don't like his origin this time around. I, I don't know. And just too many things that I didn't like. I, I like the original Chucky. I like I don't but like then, change. But then you gotta you gotta walk that line. Are you not liking it because it's not the one you already know? Yes. Or if this had been the first child's play movie ever made, would you have watched it the same way? No. I mean, That's, I'm answering your questions. It, is it because it's not the same Chucky? Yes, it's not the same Chucky, so therefore I don't like it. Um, again, stepping back and watching it, you know, as a critic or as a person who loves horror film or loves these kind of, you know, campy uh, monster films, if I was to see it for the first time, would I see it any different? Yes, I'd probably see it differently. Um, would I love it? Probably no, because it didn't quite meet my standards of kind of those, those type of films. Um, but yeah, all honest, from the get-go, I honestly have to say that because it wasn't the Chucky I know, right out the back, it was like, you're at 50%. And it just kept going down from there. I mean, just like when uh, they rebooted... Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Robert England oh, yeah, did that playing, you know, Freddy anymore. Look what happened to the series after that. A lot of people. Nothing. They only made one. Yeah, it was like they did that with Friday the Thirteenth too. Yeah, it, it was done. You know what I mean? It's like because it's not the same person doing what we love doing. There's there's something about that I can't quite. I want to try and put it into words, but. Back in the day, they had to do things a certain way. In horror, in action, George Lucas had to do Star Wars a certain way because he didn't have green screen tech. They had something like that, but they didn't have as we know it today. Yeah. They didn't have George Lucas levels of money. They didn't have Wes Craven and, and, and um, who the fuck did Friday? I don't even know who the fuck did Friday the 13th. They, they didn't have that money. They didn't have that recognition. They had to do it a certain way. Trying to make movies like that now, you, you have to try and make it not the thing it was before because then people will just say you're copying that. But also because you had to be creative, because you had to find a way to do this thing that's in your brain, it looks great, but now you have to try and get like when I do my drawings, they look great in my head and then they come out looking like dog shit on the, on the, the, the stick figures. <laughs> yeah. They look great in my head. They look even better on my storyboards and then they look like shit when I draw them. These ideas back then, you had to find a way to do it without a computer doing it for you. Nowadays, you don't have to be that creative. You just have to hit a few political talking points have some computer-generated special effects, which are getting easier and easier by today. And because it's so easy, people have gotten lazy, and now they're starting to make shittier computer effects than they had even 20 years ago, whenever Dress Park was out, 93, so 27 years ago. Yeah. It, that stuff looks way better than the stuff doing today because you don't have to try as hard. Because we have a generation that was told, all, all great things are just going to happen for you. You're going to succeed no matter how little or much you work 
So why are they going to bother working hard? They're going to succeed anyway. Yeah. That's what they were told. Then they make their movie and they don't succeed because they didn't try. And people who are paying attention, though not many, see they weren't trying. And they don't appreciate somebody just half-assing their way through their movie and then expecting you to like it because you have to, because mommy said you would. Well, mommy fucking lied to you. Put effort into it. I was talking about the Charlie's Angels reboot. Elizabeth Banks wrote it, directed, produced it, and she stars in it. Elizabeth Banks is a funny woman. She is hilarious in the movie Slither. She's an intelligent woman. She can make great movies, but because everybody told her, you make a feminist movie, it's going to make lots of money. Boom, done. You don't need to try. She didn't. And then we got the Charlie's Angels reboot that was like, what the fuck were you even trying to do there? Did you try? Apparently not. Yeah. And so you get the old school filmmakers that had to try. They had to put story into it because they couldn't cover it with special effects. But as time went on, well, round about the time Jurassic Park, and I love that movie, right? But around that time, special effects started getting to be easier and easier. Computers became more advanced, less of a need for practical stuff. So instead of having an actual dinosaur face sitting in front of you that if it got wet might actually bite your fucking head off, Real story from the set of Jurassic Park. That thing damn near killed a lot of people because it got wet. It was a real robot. Yeah. Now it's computers. So you have some intern or probably, you know, on a lower budget film, just the director who's also the producer and the costume designer and whatever else, waving a tennis ball on your fucking face. Imagine it's a raptor trying to bite your titties. How are you supposed to act against that? <laughs> the remake or whatever it's called of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I forget when they came out, but the one they made with Bill Nye and Moss Def and all them, the guy that, that's Watson on the Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Sherlock Holmes thing, he's in there. Martin Freeman. Okay. He's in there, and they do the whole Hitchhiker's Guide thing, but they said one of the things that made that film so easy for them to act and improvise, a lot of that is improvised. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is also in that movie. Very young Zoe Deschanel. That was, that was a while ago. Fuck, we're getting old. But they said it was so easy to improvise and to really just kind of spitball things was because the, like the, the Vogons, the guy that read the really bad poetry, they were actually there with a face that was articulated. When the director was given, it's in the behind the scenes stuff on the DVD and Blu-ray. When the director was given directions, he should have been talking to the puppeteers that were working the Vogons. He was talking to the Vogons. Because it was so realistic, because it was fucking there. Yeah. He just naturally started talking to the puppet, and then he caught himself, and he's like, uh, 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 Barry, uh, make the thing do this thing that I just told it to do, but it can't fucking do because it's not alive. But good job, because I thought it was, and I'm the fucking director. They now, that, uh, Dark Crystal, too. Did you do that? that? Yeah, the, we, it would talk to the puppets rather than the puppeteer, because they completely forget about that, hey, it's not a real thing. But that's the advantage of having it there. Yeah. Not just a tennis ball or, oh, we'll add it in post. No, it's there. I'm interacting with it. That helps so much. I mean, experienced filmmakers, experienced actors, um, Jet Li made a, made a comment about this uh, before, that there's so much green screen that I don't know what I'm kicking. The man's incredibly precise, but he can't aim at something that's not fucking there. Yeah. And it, it just, it throws off his performance. 
it throws off a lot of experienced actors, brand new actors, amateur thespians. They can't act against empty air. Now you might say, well, you're an actor. You're supposed to pretend anyway. True, but it helps to have a face to look at for line of sight, if, especially if there's multiple people all supposed to be looking at the same thing. Well, yeah. nobody actually knows where it's going to be, so you're all looking different directions or at least different levels. So somebody's going to end up looking at this thing's dick because they think that's where the face is going to be. The little fists that threw it off. Yep, it's a little fist. It always comes back to the fists on your dick. <laughs> but now you got, you got these brand new movies that they want to make them so fast. They want to make this political statement because it's a hot button issue now. So we need to make the film really fast so that it comes out when this is still relevant and people don't forget why we wanted to make that comment. Then you end up making movies that don't really have any sort of path to them. It just—it's all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. But you tried it. You, you tried your best. Yeah. And edit together. It's—it's it's still a fucking. There's no fucking way you can do this. You can't put Legos onto Duplo blocks and make it make sense. I mean, that's a reference that. for the old people. They did that with the new uh, Ghostbusters, not the new one that's supposed to be coming out, but the one that they rebooted with all the females. Yeah. The 2016 one. Yeah. I think that was 2016. Yeah. I. Yeah. God, and that's another one. Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy are funny, funny women. Bridesmaid is fucking hilarious. It gets a little awkward sometimes when Rose Byrne and Kristen Wiig are fighting for Maya Rudolph's affection. They, they, got, they want to be the best friend. That gets a little cringeworthy, but the rest of the movie is fucking hilarious. But then you do the reboot of Ghostbusters like that. And it's like they can only do so much with the dialogue they were given. You can't hate the actors. You have, again, going back to Star Wars, you have Rose Tico from The Last Jedi, and I guess she was in Rise of Skywalker <laughs> for like 15 seconds. Yeah. People hated the actor so much that she quit social media, and I think she even got suicide. She didn't kill herself, yeah. as far as I know. But she got no, suicidal at one point. Yeah. She, she had, a, she had a, a mental breakdown because of it all. She's an actor. She was hired to play this character. Somebody else wrote that character. Somebody else directed her. She's just, like, look at the prequel trilogy. You got Ewan McGregor, you got Liam Neeson, Natalie Portman, Sam Jackson. How do you get a wooden performance out of such renowned actors? Natalie Portman won an Oscar when she was, like, I don't even think she had hit puberty yet. You don't get wooden performances out of such great actors because they're not great actors. You get it out of the writing that you gave them. They have to speak. They can put the little modifications in it, but they have to speak the script. They have to follow the direction. They're getting paid millions of dollars. Do what the fucking director tells you to do within the confines of the law and sensibility. But you have this, this actor. I believe her name is Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. Plays Rose Tico. She's just playing a character. It is not her fucking fault. She didn't make the character. She didn't say, you know what I want her to do? I want her to tase Finn so hard he flies 20 feet across. That should have killed him. <laughs> Finn should be dead right now. If you tase somebody that, that, yeah. I mean, he hit that bulkhead so hard he should have just, his skull should have shattered. But she didn't write that. She didn't say, you know what, let's put a 30 to 45 minute theme where we go to a casino planet and free some rabbit dog horses whatever the fuck those things are supposed to be because I, I really love animals and i want to have it in the movie please do it okay 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 okay, okay. and she bounces her titties to get through attention the she way. didn't do that they wrote that and said okay this is what you're doing today she said well i'm getting paid millions of dollars i guess i'm gonna do it yeah 
Where the fuck that even come from? Why did I start on that? I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I, can, I can, went on another rant rave. <laughs> that, that's how a lot of my life goes. Why did I do that? I don't <laughs> but, quarantine. 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 But I think we, we've beat pretty much everything that we wanted to beat to the horse. Or beat, you beat to the That's not how that goes. I don't know. That's not we how that's beat a horse it. down. We beat the dead horse. We broke its bones. It's now mush, and we're making horse pate. Yeah. For little David. Quarantine. <laughs> Take the time to brainstorm. Save your money. Write the script if you want to make a movie. If you want to watch movies, I would, I mean, because you can't, some people, most people can't go out and get stuff. Yeah. So Amazon has their digital library. Take a day. Calculate your money, how much you want to spend on it. Because, you know, a lot of these things, granted, I did say don't rent, buy. Because if you buy it, you can watch it again later whenever you want. If you rent it, you only have it for a couple of days. And then they, they take it out of your library. But and, and granted, if it helps you get more stuff watched, then rent. But set a number. Set a certain amount of money. 50 bucks if you got it. And say, I'm going to take a day and just find stuff you want to watch. Don't buy it just yet. Don't rent it just yet. Make a list. You can make a watch list. It doesn't cost anything. Make a watch list. Take the entire day and do it. I mean, I can do this in an hour, but I am, as we would say, a seasoned professional. I kind of am. I mean, I started doing this. In, I didn't start doing this in the 90s. No, you're the whole word professional. It's funny. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Me as a professional is hilarious. Little David is laughing so hard, his fists fell off. But uh, take the day, go to Amazon. Don't go to, ne- I mean, you got your Netflix, you can use it. You are paying for it. You might as well use it. But go to Amazon and make a list. Take the entire day and make a list. Take the next day, because what else are you going to do? Go back to that list and read it again. Just just the list, not the searching, just the list. And be like, you know what? Maybe I don't really want to watch that movie. Nah, maybe, maybe this one, yes, but that one, no. And, and you'll end up falling into the same trap i do why this one why not that one but you have your set budget make it fit inside of that budget then take your quarantine time watch the movies and and make sure just because this helps the filmmaker watch minute one to minute done let the credits roll to the let the video stop itself don't just stop because you're in the credits i'm not saying there's going to be an end credit scene there might be i mean that's a thing people do now but this is how they make money this is how the algorithm knows you watched the thing you because you have to watch the whole thing then when you're done, good or bad, I, I hope you do like it, be, not because I give a damn what the filmmaker gets out of it, but because I want you to like what you saw. I want you to enjoy yourself. Even if, oh, much like Pazookas or Clown Hunt or Satan's Little Helper, these are not films that I think are very good. But I have a laugh riot making fun of them. So whatever your experience, put the review on there. It doesn't matter if you give it one to 55 stars. Kind of wish that was an option. It would make it so confusing. But the interaction is what helps get it seen by more people. Because you might not like it, but somebody else might. And this will help it get it closer to their eyeballs. Because they might not be looking in that direction. They might not be looking in that genre. So make your list. Watch the films. Leave a review. You got nothing better to do with your time. It's not an insult. I really wish you were working. I wish you guys could go to work. I haven't had a day off since the middle of October and I'm fucking exhausted. 
but I'm working. I don't have to worry about stocking my pantry. I don't have to worry about paying my bills. I've got bills to pay right now for my internet and my, and my water, and I can a couple of times over. I could pay four months ahead on these things if I wanted to. Of course, I'm a single man who lives alone and doesn't do fuck all with my time but jack off to internet porn and watch shitty movies. Pretty that nice. saves me some money. That's life, man. That's the good life to live right there. That is the good life. I don't have fists on my <laughs> dick, but it would, get, it would get in the way, right? I would hit the, hit the thing. I wouldn't be afraid. I'd rip them off. It gets so feverishly masturbating and all that. Why are we talking about this? Make your list and then leave your reviews and it helps get people seen. And then maybe you'll, maybe you'll find a new favorite. Maybe you'll find your Tokyo Living Dead idol. Maybe you'll find your Serial Rabbit 3, your Plan 9, your Black Gloves. And you'll love it and you'll talk about it. And please, by all means, I know your audience is huge yet. Open. But tell me about it. Because maybe I don't know about it. Yeah. I'm all over the internet looking for these things. I just fucking miss them. And here's the key. Not just because, hey, let's have some interaction, let's make some internet friends, but also this may be your only chance to see it. I got lucky and had a copy of Serial Rabbit 1. I bought it off Amazon, then it went out of print. And for fuck's sake, I have no idea what I did with it. It's just fucking gone. And you can't get it back. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yep. Even you might not, doesn't have it. You might not love it, but you might. It's a gamble, and it's, you know, especially if you're renting it, a dollar, two dollars. If you have Amazon Prime, a lot of these films are fucking free. You're paying for Prime anyway. Use the shit out of it. It's kind of like the condiments on your hot dog at the ballpark. The, the hot dog might cost you $10, $15, but the ketchup, mustard, and onions and all that, that's free. Yeah. Pile that shit on there. Take, take the time, and then when it's all over, and we all get out of the quarantine, you all get out of the quarantine, and we're all able to go wherever the fuck we want, whenever we want. Hell, even my local Walmart has hours now. It closes. Will that ever start? Go out to the cinema. If filmmakers you know, like I know the, the kids in, kids again, they're grown men now. The men in Meadville. I know you guys. I mean, granted, it's, it would take a lot more for me to come down there, but go to their premieres. A lot of the times, those things are free. Uh, I went to the, the, the Spine Chiller premiere. It was five bucks a ticket. I bought tickets for myself and three other people I brought with me. I went there and people were just showing up to buy tickets at the door. I bought mine ahead of time, but they were showing up to buy tickets at the door. And they were talking like, oh, five bucks. It's got to be cash because it's, it's, they don't have a credit card machine for this yeah. thing, for the, for the premiere. Because it's not the theater that's doing it. It's the people who made the movie doing it at the theater. Well, they could only take cash. There was like a group of six people that wanted to see the movie, but they kind of assumed they could use their credit card. They couldn't. So I bought complete strangers tickets to go see this thing. I don't honestly know if they enjoyed it. I kind of hope they did. I did. But go out and see these things. Go to the premiere. Oh, they're showing it in their backyard on a projector on the back of their house. Is it free? Are they going to provide popcorn? Could it end up being an experience that's way more entertaining than, yeah, I sat on my couch and watched Game of Thrones last time. Nothing against Game of Thrones. I've never seen it it, but i heard last season was iffy it's going to be more entertaining than that it's going to become probably your new thing you know when you have a normal job that gets every weekend off oh this saturday they're doing a premiere at the vfw of somebody's science fiction drama that they made for 15 american dollars in their backyard uh, two years ago they finally got to put together because they have day jobs and it takes time to do this go see it yeah 
Go out, make it a night. It's going to be way less expensive than going to a concert where you can barely understand the singer. You know, the, the CD sounds great, but the live stuff, well, let's face it, it always doesn't sound nearly as good as the CD. Not, not the performer's fault, it's the equipment. It just doesn't sound the same as your home studio. Acoustics, people, yeah, it's just... Too yeah, plus, you know, you, you ever go to a concert and have to take a piss in one of those urinals? I would rather piss in my own fucking shoes. It's just, it's fucking gross, but it's better than that. Yeah. And and buy stuff. Now you can go out to the store, buy the DVD. Maybe you don't like it. Fine. Watch it. You didn't like it. Put your review online. Get that interaction out there. Then, I don't know, you got social media. You probably have way more friends than I do, and you probably actually know these people for real. Offer it up to them. Now they don't have to take the gamble. They'll get it for free. Especially if you can just fucking hand it to them at work the next day. I thought I heard a cat meow. That was probably you. Yeah, it was probably over here somewhere. Because I don't have a cat, but it sounded like it was in this room. <laughs> but no, you, I mean, you're right. This is the time, perfect, perfect time for people to get out, start doing, well, not get out, but actually start doing the pre-planning that most of us don't ever have the time to do. So when we do have the time or we have the ability to go outside, we could be able to do it. I mean, yeah, and and I mean, look at I'm in Pennsylvania. You're in Texas. You're like two hours from Mexico. I'm two hours from Canada. Yeah, we're so far, but we can do this. We can yeah. do text messaging. We can do phone calls. I mean, I think a pen pal situation would take way too fucking long for an actual conversation. But we have the time, actually. We, we have <laughs> we have time right now. Time. We have. We got the tools. We got the talent. We have internet we have phones you don't have to go to your friend's house to make these plans you could just do it over the phone you could do it over text message you could do it over email you could do it over facebook messenger you could do it over this video chat do it now it, even if you're not going to make a film but you're going to make plans to start going out and finding these films get on social yeah. media start asking questions Google search things, go onto Amazon, find movies that you want to watch, watch it. Oh my God, I loved it. Who are these filmmakers? A lot of the times, at the very least, the director's name will be on there and it'll be highlighted in blue. At least it shows up blue on my computer. That's a link. Click on his name or her name. It could be a girl. It happens sometimes. The women are making movies now. Yeah. And, and it'll take you to their profile on Amazon. Even better, I can't believe it took me this long to think of it, Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Go there and find a film project for 50 bucks most of the time. You can get a copy of the movie. It might be in digital, but you can get a copy of the movie. You help make the movie, so good for you. And then you can watch it. And if you end up liking it, granted, it'll be some time before it gets made and actually to you. I mean, I've got projects I supported back in 2015 still aren't done yet. I'm waiting. Wow. I'm good. Frank and Zed, which is the first movie I ever did anything for. I supported it. And also I do the, the voice for a lot of the, the crowd people. And well, you've seen my profile picture on the social medias, the severed puppet head. That's supposed to be me. That's Prince Donnie from Frank and Zed. They filmed it. They just got to edit everything. That's in the movie. I've seen a rough cut of the movie. That's me. But that was 2015. Now it's five years later. Yeah. This is still not out yet. But you go on to stuff like Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and you can click on the whoever created the 
the campaign and they will show you who these people are. And if they've filled out their profile, I don't know how hard it is because I don't have one, but they put links to their Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, email, whatever LinkedIn actually is. I don't know what it is. I don't have one, but they put links on there. And then you can see the other stuff they've done and it might be available on Amazon. It might be available on some other things out there. You might, this is how I actually come to know the kid, the guys who made so fucking old, I call 25 year olds kid. But this is how I come to know the guys that made weird fiction and spine chiller. I saw the poster for the premiere, but it was like literally the day before weird fiction was going to premiere. I didn't know if I could still get tickets. So I sent him a tweet. Hey, can we still get tickets? Yeah, you can. Just go to the counter and buy them. Like, great, because I'm literally across the street at the restaurant having uh, dinner with my cousins. I'm going to go back over there and buy like six fucking tickets. And I did. And I bought them from Taylor, the guy who made the fucking movie, because he works in the theater. And so you can find these connections. The guys that I work with now are really fucking awkward people, but... They know about my YouTube channel. I don't know how many are subscribed, but probably a few. And they wanted to know, how the hell do you even get to know filmmakers in San Antonio, Texas? Tokyo, in Japan. Well, it's somewhere near Sydney in Australia. I forget the name of the town. Uh, Kirkcaldy in Scotland. And there's a surprising number of filmmakers I know in the UK. How do you get to know these people? Social media. Yeah. You can talk to anybody around the world in almost any language, because you know, a lot of times it will translate for you. Anywhere in the world. You just have to be willing to take the gamble. And that's the message I think a lot of people should take from this, whether you're a filmmaker, a film fan, or just a casual viewer. Next time you can go out or when you're on this, the internet looking for stuff, take the gamble. It's a dollar to rent it online. It's I don't know, as, as little as $5 to as much as $15 to buy the disc. Yeah, I know that's it's a bit much if you don't like it, but if you do like it, that's a hell of a fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, I buy I buy these DVDs from Asian websites because a lot of the times for Chinese and Japanese and Korean movies, it's the only way to get them. And I'll pay as much in shipping as I do for the movie itself. And so if you come up to 50 bucks American to buy a movie that I'm I'm gonna end up not liking. I take that gamble because I'm a fucking idiot and I just do. But take the gamble. Go to Indiegogo. I honestly prefer Indiegogo because you can pick multiple rewards. So it's like only this reward gets this thing, but only this reward gets that thing. Well, there's no reward that does both of them. So I'll just do both of them. Kickstarter doesn't work that way. And I think that's a shame, but yeah, they have it for a reason. But take the gamble and, and support these things. Take the gamble, rent the thing digital, buy the DVD, leave the review, take the gamble and make the movie. I wish I could take my own advice, but for the resource of people to help me do it. I can't come down to San Antonio and do it out there. I can't go out to Los Angeles and work with those people. I can't fly out to Tokyo. I can't fly out to Australia or the UK and work with those people now. Anyway, because travel is restricted, but even when it's not, I don't get a day off. I can't just go do that. But a lot of people can, and I want them to be able to try. If you want to try, Try. Start with something simpler. Yeah, you want to make the next Star Wars. Great. Even George Lucas started with American Graffiti. 
make a, a drama, make it, make, you know, you work in a, okay, I work in a steel factory. You work in a steel factory. Make, make a movie about steel workers in a comedic fashion or a dramatic fashion. Make something like that. It, it literally, literally is as easy as have a camera, have a script, have somebody to read the script because somebody needs to be behind the camera directing, whether it's you or somebody you trust to do it or both. Everybody at one point or another, make the movie. And yeah, I know it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of time. And you're going to put it up on YouTube because that's the easiest way to do it. No contract required. And let people watch it, share it around. And as actors in these films, whether you're, whether you're the costume designer who never goes on screen, or whether you're the lead star, or whether you're extra number 525, talk about it on social media. Social media is free advertising. You don't need to pay Facebook to message as many people as you're connected to, especially if you're a young girl with very big chesties and all of your profile pictures are, look at my cleavage, but don't objectify me. You're gonna have a lot of Facebook friends. You're gonna have a lot of Twitter followers just because the internet is full of horny 18 year old boys that wanna see your, your fucking cleavage. They will love whatever you do because it's you. I know we ripped on that earlier, but it gives that movie you were in, a, you were in, in one fashion or another, a chance to be seen by more eyeballs. As many eyeballs as want to see your cleavage are going to see that movie, especially if it's free. If it's on YouTube, what are they risking? An hour and a half of their time? And then they do like it. They talk about it. You gain a following. Then you take the gamble of making the movie that costs money, maybe not very much, but more than the other one did, and you have a higher chance of making money off of it. Is this a surefire success plan? Well, no, nothing's a surefire success plan. But if you wait for guaranteed success, you're never going to do it. You're never going to take a chance, and you're never going to do anything. Very try not to try not to cry or anything. Uh, right. It was it was like Beautiful. emotional. Just had a moment, me little David, just crying and yeah, that's called ejaculation. <laughs> I mean, I know I, it sounds a little hypocritical because I keep saying I physically cannot do this. Yeah, there's one resource that I know not everybody has as much of as the next guy, but I know I don't have it, and that's time. I don't have time to do that stuff. Yeah. So I see, I talk, I talk with other filmmakers about this a lot. I see you guys want to do these things and you try so hard. And then for one reason or another, it just doesn't quite take off. Then I see people who just don't fucking try because, well, it didn't work for that guy. Why would it work for me? Like I, I said a couple of times already, my dreams probably not. I mean, aside from some astronomically terrific event of me, like winning the fucking lottery or something, it's not going to fucking happen. But I can Kickstarter support. I can Indiegogo support. I can make my movie reviews. I can do that stuff. Yeah. Other people who want to make these movies, who want to see these movies can take the gamble and just, just go for it. You have the time, you know what kind of time you actually have. I fed myself the hard truth that until my boss stops being an oppressive dick wagon, I don't have the time. 
I make good money and I can do the other stuff because that costs a lot of money, a lot more than I wish it did, but I can do that. Filmmakers, film fans who do have time, and again, you know how much time you have. They know how much time they have. They can sit down, give themselves the hard truth. You know, I actually do have a weekend, every weekend. Well, Brett Mauser, he makes his movies. He just made Red Days. We did Serial Rabbit 5 on the weekends. But that wasn't, you know, seven days a week. That was Friday evening, Saturday, and most of Sunday because everybody had to go to bed and go back to their real job on Monday. Yep. If I had more vacation time, I would I would be down there more often. I would be writing out the script to a, a movie that I, I still want to give you the idea for because I think you could do it. Okay. I could be writing that thing out and planning with you this way if we had to, and then eventually taking my two-week vacation and coming down there and filming everything then. You'll probably do it in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, with enough planning. You get, you get everything planned and staged, then all you have to do is just fucking do it. Kind of like making a sandwich. Stage everything, and then just make the... How long does it actually take to make the fucking sandwich? Staging yeah. takes longer. Yep. Sam, movies are sandwiches now. <laughs> that's... that's <laughs> now your, penis, your penis has fists. It cries. It screams in joy. And movies are sandwiches. Yeah. We're on drugs... Nobody can deny that now. No. And I think that's where we have to kind of like, hmm, has it been because we've been here? <laughs> so literally, we've actually been talking for like two hours. about That this. happens. It can be a, it can be a double, double, there's a word for this, many parts. Double fist? Double fist it. Oh, you mean segmented part. Yeah. yeah it, they don't do have to too. sit and watch us ramble for hours. For two hours. And- <laughs> but with that, man, let me, let me. Cut us off because I know we could continue going. Yeah, I could, I could, and I'm always afraid I will. Oh, but because I have plenty of time, um, I'm probably going to bring you back and we could talk a little bit more because I know, like, we're talking about people that we've met over the Indiegogo and everything. And one of the guys that I'm, I have contacted is uh, Scotty from Mendeo the Dead, um, and we are going to be talking to him because he just finished his second film or the second part, which I think you and I had a lot to do with convincing him. He might not agree and he might not say it, but I think it's because we convinced him inadvertently by getting into his head to make the second part. You know, um, I think we did because I, I've, I've, I've had, I keep going back to Brett Mauser because he's the one who put us together. Yeah. Um, I am the reason, he has admitted this, I am the reason there is a Serial Rabbit 5. Well, my, my channel. And my channel is the reason Innocent Saga is getting recut and put on Amazon now. It's entirely my fault, for better or worse, it's my fault. <laughs> He's placed the blame entirely on my penis. I think so too, man. But yeah, with all that said, man, let me, let me cut us off, because again, like I said, we could- You're gonna cut it off? That's- just put fists on it and everything. Well, no, I'm not going to cut him off. I'm just going to cut you and me off from talking anymore. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> and we could always continue on it at a time. But either way, I know you and I are still going to keep talking. It's just not on the podcast. Cause yeah, this, this is going to be the obscene shit. Too hot for TV or internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's, that's, that has to be rough if it's too hot for the internet. I mean, have you... Have you seen the internet? Have you, have you seen part of the shit that goes on there? 
But either way, brother, um, I do appreciate you coming on one more time with us. Um, I will be bringing you back so we can keep on talking like always, because uh, I think there's more to just getting filmmakers out there and, and doing it, like you said. And right now is the best time to kind of convince them and be like, hey, dude, look, you got time. You got stuff that doesn't cost you anything to get films ready and done. But until then, um, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you back again here. Yes, me and my one nipple. And your one nipple. One nipple. Little David David would be excited till then. Little David versus one nipple. Referee I, I, can see, I can see it on your on your damn uh, what is it called the uh, movie Mac reviews. You little yeah. the little uh, monitos, the little stigma figures. You have to draw that out. I could too, but I'd probably get arrested. All right, brother. You take care, man. Never.